Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max and welcome to another week of this thing here. I hope that everyone has been staying healthy and staying safe because baby, uh, COVID is like, what's good, ho? You thought I was gone? Because baby is pulling up and snatching wigs, brows, and edges. And she's brought along with her the flu and RSV, which has been washing the babies and the adults, because I know two people who've been hospitalized or laid the fuck out crazy down bad behind this shit. So keep your masks on, wash your hands, la la la. Anyway, let's get into the bullshit. So Clown Shoes, Mayor Clown Shoes is a character on Billions and The Wire at the same time. He's Craven, opportunistic, scammy, and cruel. Shouts to the homie Mila Machinko for putting me onto this article about a program that was supposed to provide public internet access as well as low-priced internet access for, for poor people. It was launched by the big dummy that was the mayor prior to clown shoes during the height of COVID to make sure that poor folks had internet access and that their kids could get to the online schooling. He even diverted $87 million that was earmarked to go to the pork, the police, um, to fund it. So now what was supposed to happen was this was going to be an expansion of the second phase of something called the Internet Master Plan, which was this huge endeavor that was launched during the the prior dummies administration to connect 1.2 million New Yorkers to free or low cost high speed Internet. So the project had been on hold this year when Mayor Clown Shoes assumed office. It was all ready to go. They had contracted some local internet service providers, including some MWBEs, uh, minority women business-owned enterprises, that's for the folks who don't know what the fuck that is, to provide the service to like NYCHA housing and all of that. NYCHA housing, as you know, is the public housing here in New York. Sue, so it would have been like 15 balls at the most for for folks, for the poorest folks, and free for the really poor folks. Uh, without internet access and it would have been like it would have affected for the better 600,000 folks so they would have been able to use their phones and use their computers and you know stuff like that but here comes clown shoes baby in September he announced a completely different plan called some bullshit uh big apple connect original that would give NYCHA residents free internet access for three whole years. Of course, it's not clear the program would have been extended or just would have just ended and then cats would have had to pay full freight like they was before. And of course, the initiative would have cost about $90 million. Probably would have been cut from somewhere else because God knows we're not taking nothing from the police. Um... And it would have been overseen by Altice and Charter Communications, which are the largest, two of the largest um, internet provider, cable providers in the city that basically had a whole shit on lock already and don't need no more assistance to getting to the money. But of course, you know, he scuttled the good plan for this shit plan that would have given a big old wet kiss to the outfits that already get to the money. Uh, you know, you know, from locking down shit like they already do a whole monopoly, but you know, whatever. Um, and of course, fucking over the small and minority owned businesses that had already started getting ready for the contracts that they had already won. So some outfits came off okay because they hadn't really gotten started yet because they were waiting for, you know, the go ahead, um, for the plan that was already in place. But, you know, clown shoes fucked all that up. And some cats started putting money out on these contracts. And that's money they ain't going to get back because they're just shit out of luck. So, yeah, you know, and it sounds a lot like something that would have happened on Billions or even, you know, um, Succession because scummy. Shout out to Mila again for for making the, the connection to Billions and this dick bag. 
But yeah, we, we live in real life billions and probably always have because a lot of people don't get what they should get because rich guys want to get to the things. And there's always some fuck boy or fuck girl in government who is happy to oblige. And that's what happened here. He's the worst. He's the worst person. And he won't be happy until this city is completely untenable for anyone who is poor, homeless, um, who needs anything that, you know, you think you should get from your government. Not mean. Anyway, he's the fucking worst. I hate him. In other news, the Rat King organization has been found to be legally scammers in a court of law. <laughs> a New York jury has convicted the, the Trump crime syndicate, because I'm not calling that shit an organization, for, tra- for tax fraud. Of course, the Rat King tried to pin it all on their former CFO, who flipped on them for five months in the Bing at uh, Rikers. Um, and accountants that work for them and all these other cats who had been contracted to them snitched on the whole shit and said that the Rat King was explicit about running game on the irs and not coming off the proper coins surprise surprise because we all know his kink is doing roachy shit in public and getting away with it so now with this loss i'm certain they're going to appeal because they don't got nothing but time and lawyers who are willing to uh waste their fucking time on a cat who is never going to pay them he don't pay nobody like, I don't understand how he'd be locking down these big name law firms and cats just keep lining up to to support these endeavors to not get paid because he don't pay nobody. Anyway, it's the tip of the iceberg for him because, you know, um, the New York um, AG, you know, dropped a raft of of charges on them, basically accusing up. Uh, of charges on them in a civil lawsuit accusing them of being scammers <laughs> um straight up fraud for a bunch of shit namely among them inflating the, the costs inflating the value of their properties because shit don't cost what they say it costs right so they do shit like say ayo this thing ain't worth nothing brev you know give me a loan against the whatever for for this low value thing and then when it comes time for some other shit they'd inflate the value and say this same thing that i said just recently one worth shit it's worth so much we made this many dollars please money please anyway um he's a raggedy sack of shit we all know that and on top of that his friends at fox news and at the wall street journal are off that they're like you know he's a loser everybody that he endorsed has lost it's true and you know if we keep riding with this bitch the only thing that's gonna happen is the destruction of the gop now mind you these are the same people who could not unhinge their jaws wide enough to take it down to the gooch with this guy and now they found a new boo I guess it's, uh, you know, the Roach King down in Florida or something. I don't fucking know, but they off him, honey. They they got the talking heads, talking cash shit about him. They they writing the big, you know, op-eds about that bitch, about how he ain't shit and he's whack and he's a loser and la 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 la. You know he don't like that shit. You can't call him a fucking loser. That's the reason why the motherfucker ran for president in the first place because he got fucking roasted by that black president. And that was a mental break for that fuck boy. And that's how we ended up in the situation we ended up in. Anyway, fuck him. <laughs> all his candidates that he endorsed got washed in the midterms. All of them. Like he was the one who foisted the cat I'm finna talk about next. Um, Georgia. <laughs> shout out to Georgia B. Seriously. Um, shout out to them for not picking a nigga who has strong views on vampires versus werewolves i'm not joking he he did and he was also pro werewolf so that tells you everything you need to know about him um basically congratulations to senator reverend warnock for beating a man who's literally been dinged in the head one time too fucking many and it was a squeaker though 
a fucking squeaker. He won by like two points. Two points. It was like 49 and some change on damn near 51. Like, we live in a very stupid place, guys. And per usual, white women overachieved at being trashed to the tune of 68% for the bubble head. And of course, as always, black women pulled up to the tune of 93% for the good reverend who is the pastor at Martin Luther King's church, Ebenezer Baptist, who the, the so-called religious types voted against in massive numbers. I said, I said it before and I'm going to say it again across the board. Evangelicals voted for the bubble head, the hoe hopping wife beating, children abusing, child hiding, abortion providing, bubblehead. Anyway, fuck that nigga. I hope we never see him again. I feel like we're not going to be free of that though. Because what happens in these situations is the Rat King brings out somebody like this fuck. They imported this bitch out of fucking Texas to come run against the legitimate candidate and just stand there like a dodo and have to be held up on both sides by two of the dumbest motherfuckers with the least amount of pride in themselves in the party. I'm talking about Lady G, um, Lindsey Graham, and uh, man, what can be said about Ted Cruz that hasn't already been said? Whew, he's the worst. But anyway, you... They literally had to hold the boy up and feed him lines. It's a mess, honey. And this is what they put on the people. And thankfully, they rightly repeat, like, you know, the second time around, rightly said, please get out of here with that bullshit. Um, They broke records in terms of turnout. Of course, that's probably because they had a lot less time to do early voting. They went from like 10 days to like five days. Shout out to cheating. And still did not get what they wanted. And it's pretty much one of the reasons why all of the usual suspects are turning against the rat king because he foisted all these whack-ass stupid candidates on them and they told the line every single one and look at it most of those bitches got washed as they fucking well should have did the bubblehead concede sort of i mean i think he like wished reverend warnock the best senator warnock the best and pushed so he can go back to being dumb and hopefully quiet about his stupidity. I don't see that happening though. When they bring these people out, they stay out and they just keep coming back like the common cold. And it's, it's terrible for all of us. And, uh, that's it for, uh, this whole thing here (laughs) this week on the podcast. I actually have a guest. Um, I got to chop it up with one of my longtime faves, who is a brilliant writer, whose work you've seen um, on The Griot. Um, she was at The Root, um, Dame Magazine. Um, Monique Judge, she is a fave of mine. We had such a good time. She is so much fun. She's so smart and like super passionate about what she does. And I wish more people were pulling up with this kind of energy in the journalism game, to be honest. And we, it's what we all deserve to be clear. Any who's a, it was a wonderful discussion. We had such a good time and I hope you guys enjoy it. And it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast, I have with me the honor of having with me a storyteller a content creator and writer she is an amazing journalist whose work you've seen as former news editor at the root currently as a contributing columnist at the griot a senior editor at dame magazine as well as her amazing contributions at anscape she is brilliant funny can rock a mean lip and might give me a run for my money with graphic tees a fave of mine for a minute now, Monique Judge, welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. Hey, sis. I'm very, <laughs> very excited to do this with you. So it, it, I, I'm a stan. I'm a fan. I love Maxine. So let's do oh, it. Oh, 
I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it when, when a plan comes together and your fave likes you back. It's always nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. As usual, do I have my questions up? Should I know my questions by now? No, I don't. (laughs) Neither of those things. Any who's I'm ready now. So first question, what do you do and why do you do it? Um, so by trade, I'm a journalist and I do it because I feel like it's important for people to have the facts and information. Um, I feel like it's important to be informed. You can't make good decisions, especially when it comes to things like elections and such, like you definitely need good, solid information. There's a lot of misinformation out there. So I like to disseminate, excuse me, disseminate that. Um, Writing has always been my first love. So this was just a natural progression because it was, you know, journalism is actually a second career for me. Mm. So I spent, um, I'd say 20 years working in consumer finance. Uh, I worked for Bank of America for a really long time and American Express, like other financial institutions. Yeah. And then I decided I was going to go back to school and learn something different and do what I love. And I love here that. I am. And I feel like this is my my mission and my I ministry. I love that. I love <laughs> that. And not for nothing, God knows, we need actual storytellers who will do actual research and give actual facts because what it is now everybody's just like here's my opinion I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about but I'm gonna give you my opinion and it's like please okay we're tired everyone's tired we need people to actually you know do a little a little work you know what I'm saying exercise your brain a little bit instead of farting out all this nonsense that we don't really need but wonderful I love that for you I love that for us because we all deserve (laughs) no we do no we do so yeah Awesome. Well, my second question, how did you get started in your industry? So back in uh, 2011, actually, is when I went back to school. And I it's so funny because I was going to do like a creative writing thing. Mm-hmm. And then one of my instructors at the college I was attending said, you should take this journalism class, I think you would really like it. And I was like, all right. And I took the journalism class and I was hooked. So I, it, I created my Twitter account, the journalista. I had been on Twitter before under another handle. Mm -hmm. I made a new account called the journalista. And I just started curating information and explaining things to people. Mm -hmm. And someone from the roots saw me. Oh, wow. And sent me a DM and asked if I would be interested in writing news for them at night. They need, they wanted someone on the West coast who mm-hmm. would be able to cover basically what they call the overnight. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. So in 2016, literally my first job out of J school, I had just finished. Oh wow! Um, and I started freelancing for the route in 2016. Awesome. That's where I found you. <laughs> I think, did I start following you and then find you at the root? I feel like it was the, the yeah, I think I started following you. And then I, I was like, oh, she great. Let me go on down. To, I mean, it is the journalista. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Let me go on down here and read some of this writing. And stellar, stellar work. Thank you. Phenomenal. All right. So for my third question. What do you hope to achieve? What does the final form of your career look like? You know, I feel like I am in that space right now because so I left the route a little over a year ago Mm -hmm. and I decided at that time that I would no longer work or be employed Mm. by a corporate media outlet. And the reason why I felt that way is because a lot of what we're seeing, I'm not going to I mean, I could name names, but (laughs) but a lot of really have to, (laughs) right? Like, I feel like a lot of what we're seeing now is media companies kind of bowing to advertisers Mm -hmm. and bowing to, you know, politicians with a lot of power. There's a lot of like both sidism, 
And I think for us, especially as black people, Mm -hmm. that it's important that what the information that we receive is straight, no chaser. No, Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone telling me, oh, please don't say that. It's so harsh. Fuck that. He is harsh. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know that's right. (laughs) The way I'm set up now is such. I'm literally living my dream. Like I literally to just write for everyone. I pitch everywhere. Right. So my writing is showing up all over the place. Like you named, I write for the grill. I write for Anscape. I have stuff coming out on the verge soon. I've been able to share my work everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it, so it broadens my audience and helps me because it's not just, I definitely write for us. Mm -hmm. But what I've also found is there are a lot of white people who read my writing and they message me and tell me that they actually learned something. And I feel like that's important too. Absolutely. Because they they need the tools to do the work that they need to do to dismantle the shit that they created. Right. The issues that we have here in this country as black people ain't nothing that we created. So the same people who built this monument to fuck shit need to tear it down. (laughs) Right. So if they get, if they get the tools from you to do that, then we're all the better for it. You know what I mean? Correct. Awesome. I love that for all of us. Again, (laughs) for all of us, because listen, I'm tired. I am exhausted. Like I was saying to someone recently where I was just like, I don't feel like I have any, am I dead inside? I don't have any responses to anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, we've been living in this giant, um, like, hysteria factory for like the last it feels like forever many years and it's like we've gotten to the point where it's like I cannot get another drop of outrage now it's just like oh what a what a fucking dickhole and then I just go on because it's just it's so draining to have to like see all the bullshit like compounded and then you add you know short dicked billionaires buying stuff because they don't have personalities or ideas of their own and they're wildly uninteresting and they're cornballs at the highest level of corniness right. um taking over stuff they don't have no business taking over right every, everybody moves to their beat because the money and right. we're all you know just kind of like pawns while they're while they're getting their you know jollies off shit posting about nonsense and you know, basically stroking each other's butts. <laughs> right. Time. It's so gross. I hate it all. No, it's really like, even if you like look at the situation with what's happening with Twitter right now, like mm-hmm. people have long, oh, Elon Musk is a genius. No, he's not. That's he's a motherfucking big up her ass white man with a lot of money. That's and, it. And the fact that you equate rich with genius <laughs> is so sad because- there's so many rich people who don't have a fucking clue, right? And and that word has lost all meaning because they're applying it to all level of corny, mediocre, lacking in originality shitbags, basically. Yes. Like, there's literally yes. nobody interesting who has anything worth listening to who has money behind them. That's just what it is. And they all are just getting higher on their own supply because people have gassed them for years. All these tech outfits was going up for that dude. He just came there and found that company and had the money to buy it. Same thing with Twitter. It's not that he's good at anything. It's just he got enough money to stroke his own ego. You know what I'm saying? And, And everybody kind of gets the idea in their heads, especially them, that money equals intelligence, smartness, being a better person than other people because they got the money that their dad gave them or whatever. It's just, it's so draining. <laughs> you know that that's actually a myth, by the way. Mm. A lot of people are saying that he, and I believed it too until I researched it for myself, mm. that he comes from a family that owned like emerald mines or whatever. Oh yeah, like a diamond mine or some bullshit like that. Um, and I actually Googled because I was writing something about, I'm um, actually working on two pieces about Twitter for two different outlets. And mm. Um, so I searched to make sure I wasn't like, you know, putting out misinformation. Right. And when you Google it, you cannot find any credible source that actually says this about him. It's it huh. started from a rumor and mm. Snopes.com has an entire page dedicated to it where they are like, yeah, no, this is a rumor that got oh, started shit. somehow. And him. people have been mm. just, been, 
And so herein lies the biggest example of how misinformation, and he's never, he actually has never, or I've never seen him deny it. Right. 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 So that kind of like adds to it. He's kind of like, let that ball roll down the hill. Um, But he's just lying out the gate just for the shits and the giggles. So like, what can you believe that would come from that jabroni anyway? Correct. So it's really, it's so odd. And so like. Because he probably likes that bullshit story, which he probably planted. And it's possible that he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. These people will plant stories. Look at the Kardashians. They plant stories about themselves all the time. So All the time. Don't let somebody else who got a bigger megaphone get it together on them, though. That's what (laughs) they tried with that young girl. But she had people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To counteract their fucking bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the other thing, too. Like you said, like a lot of these outlets are just so beholden to a narrative. It's kind of like how whenever they um, report about police crime, they just basically, you know, verbatim spit whatever the cops tell them. It's kind of the same thing for the police. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't ask any questions. They don't ask for more for more details. They don't do like the basic digging. They just kind of it right onto the page and then everybody's like oh yeah there's an officer involved instead of saying a cop killed a guy an right officer, an officer involved situation and it's like how exactly was the officer involved please with a gun like, usually yes, like with the belt <laughs> like no but you know what i'm saying it's like even the language that they use to like mm-hmm. dance around shit like it's like mm-hmm. yo a cop shot someone say that shit why are you right. trying with your chest bruv like yeah like case like, in point what happened like all them years we were stuck with the fucking rat king instead of saying the rat king's a motherfucking liar and we should immediately take everything he says with a grain of salt they were like well you know gotta hear both sides and you know he might have had a point about just say you want to suck him off and leave us alone leave us out of the narrative right look tell us you want to swallow his babies and get the fuck out of my face with that (laughs) shit because i just like come the fuck on And 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 the way that people like so even now, right, this recent thing that happened with him and Kanye and Nick Fuentes, uh, and, right? And and people are literally like dancing around that shit too. And it's like, yo. Call a thing a thing. Yeah, like, it's call okay a thing to a say thing. that these people are, Kanye a white is a goofy clown. A jabroni at the highest level of jabroni. Show, an entire okay. minstrel show. And actively a participant in his own and that's the thing all of these cats who do some grifting always attract other grifters who run the grift with them right that's all kanye is right now he's a placeholder for them he's a megaphone for fuck shit he's you know the boy he ain't he ain't got it he ain't never had it to be honest because if you really yeah. think about it uh, a lot of his work is fucking mid <laughs> it's just pretty goddamn listen what was the one the purple album that was graduation day right uh-huh graduation the one i liked so <laughs> i only liked the first one i think the college dropout i liked and then i paid attention later on and i was like okay and i think i liked graduation too did i like late registration anyway while boring while mid and frank his is right supply. yes frank is right his beats are mid the drums are mid on every single track. He's not wrong about that. Frank got right. it right. <laughs> yes. But he's a he's a fucking stoolie. You know what I'm saying? He's just sitting yep. there waiting for his marching orders to whatever bullshit. And it's like, you know, he's a narcissist. So he thinks all and all of them are narcissists. They all right. suck each other's own. They suck their own dicks first, of course. But then, you know, gobble it all for whoever has the most power in that relationship. And right. whoever allegedly brings a certain uh cachet to them because i'm the boy been getting used for years right you know he he i don't know like everybody's been making excuses for him i think the time for that is pretty much over i don't think anybody can make excuses for that dude anymore no you cannot if you do then you are just as bad as him if you're still out here excusing kanye Mm. then you just a big as big of a goofy as he is and that's wild something so that is saying something because that dude is the king of the goofies. <laughs> the king, the literal king of the, the goofies. Kang. Not even kings, the Kang. Kang of the goofies. <laughs> All right. But as always, here at Mostly Max and Other Things, we always go into the other things. 
<laughs> so to get back on task, um, my fourth question, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in your work? Read mm. a lot and vary the sources, right? Now, I'm not saying that you need to, you know, go on the daily caller and read their stuff and then start spouting off or repeating what they're saying. But you do need to know what they're saying because the people who pay attention to them and are receiving those messages, you need to be able to know how to combat the bullshit that they're hearing. Right. So that would be number one is to read. Good writers read and you have to read other people's writing so that you become a better writer, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. can't just be in this vacuum of only your own writing. It, you have to be, you know what I mean? Like when I was at The Root, I really would just devour everything that Michael Harriet wrote because mm. Michael is a very good storyteller. Very much so. He draws you in. Mm -hmm. And I've always said this about him as his editor and also like as his friend, he's my friend. And I feel like when you read something he's written, sometimes you don't even realize you're getting a lesson. Mm -hmm. because the story is so good. You just caught up in reading the story, but mm -hmm. the whole time he's feeding you information, right? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. come away from that knowing something new. Mm -hmm. I aspire to that because I, I love telling stories. You guys have seen me tell stories in all mm -hmm. different formats on Twitter and videos, you know, on Instagram, whatever, right? Wherever you mm -hmm. follow me, you've seen me tell stories for years. I've been doing this forever. And I feel like good storytellers draw people in and make them want to keep coming back. Very true. So good news, even as a news writer, it's important to be a good storyteller because you as a consumer, and I mean the general you, when you pick up to read, if it's just blah, 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 wall of boring ass text, mm -hmm. you might just skim it mm -hmm. to see if there's anything you really want to know from it and not really pay attention to it. And so sometimes that can lead to you missing some details, right? Very true. If I'm building a very good, compelling story, then that makes you pay attention. There was a story recently on Pro, how do you say their name? ProPublica? Pro, oh, ProPublica, yeah. ProPublica. Mm -hmm. um, that was about this mom. She was a young mom She and three of her kids died in a house fire. Sure. And, and they were in the house by themselves. Like she had, so I'm totally spoiling the story, but- what happened is she went to work and she couldn't find anyone to watch the kids. So she put them all in one of the bedrooms and locked the bedroom door so that they wouldn't be able to get out, wouldn't be running around the neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. And the bedroom was above the kitchen and the kitchen had faulty wiring oh. and a fire started in the kitchen and it killed her kids. Oh, man. And, but when you go on ProPublica and read that story, like I, the story is long, but I fucking sat here for an hour and read the, cause I just, it, the storytelling was so compelling. It made you care. Mm -hmm. And they, it, they told all sides of the story because mm -hmm. the fire wasn't her fault. The fire was the fault of the landlord who they revealed was a slumlord. And he'd been doing this kind of shit all over Wisconsin where they lived. Right. And so there were all these moving parts to the story, her background and how she grew up in foster care and all mm. the shit that happened to her in foster care and how she, you know, kept trying to find love in these men and they kept abusing her and she kept having to leave with her kids and all this shit she went through struggling, trying to keep a hold onto her kids and prevent them from going into the foster care system. And they ended up dying. So she got sentenced to prison. She's in prison now. And that story just like, I was like, yo, this is so, it's so fucking heavy, mm -hmm. but it was such good storytelling, like amazing storytelling. And I feel like that is important. So again, back to your question, um, reading mm -hmm. is going to help you develop all of that, right? Like you will learn, you'll pick up techniques of how other writers write, mm -hmm. um, and then I would say read books about journalism and read various books about journalism. Um, there's a book called, um, it's over there on my couch because I <laughs> always pick it up and read stuff out of it, but it's, I believe it's called Writing the Truth okay. or Writing True Stories. Read that. Read the new, new journalism. Read about Hunter S. Thompson. 
and how he did his journalism, right? Like learn from, because everybody thinks there's just one school of thought when it comes to journalism and actually there's not. What happens is um, I've always believed that when they say that, oh, as a journalist, you have to be objective. Objectivity mm. is a myth that was created by those in charge to hold down voices like ours. Talk about it. Talk about it. So if you're so busy trying to make sure you get both sides story and make sure that, you know, you don't come across as someone who has any kind of opinion. You're just an automaton that kills the news. We're all coming up short because you're so busy being so cautious. We're not getting what we need, the information that we deserve to have. And I feel like that has infected like the entire thing, especially when it comes to like TV news. None of them cats is going to jump out oh, the please. window. They no. not. They just they no. they're gonna put on their nice suit, they're gonna get their face done, they're gonna get their hair laid, they're gonna sit down and they're gonna tell you what the teleprompter says. And right. that's all you're gonna get. Which is why it's refreshing when you see some other folks who are just gonna tell tell the things and ask the questions and press the dummies and get them to tell on themselves. That's what right. that's that's the kind of shit I like. And and that is the kind of thing that is being suppressed right now. Right. And it's it's unfortunate. So yeah. So I'd say, and then also what's important, especially if you are going to approach it from a freelance standpoint, you really need to build a network of other writers, mm -hmm. editors, every, like the reason I have been able to continue to be so successful this year is because I have a solid network of editors who know my work mm -hmm. and who, when I come to them with a pitch, they're like, yeah, let's do it. That's, right. that's important. That's right. Yeah. That's and that's my key. advice. Nice. <laughs> Are you listening, kids? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for my fifth question, what was the worst job you've ever had? Worst? I mean, I've had like shitty experiences at different jobs, but I'm trying to think if one has just really stood out as, oh my God. Um, I guess, well, here's one that stands out in my memory because like the things that happened to me there at the time, we didn't have the language for them, but now we do. Mm -hmm. um, and the company is defunct now, so it doesn't matter. I worked at Nextel, mm. and um, my boss was a gay white man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say his name, Tom Poston. Well. Um, <laughs> and he actually was, he was my boss's boss, but we interacted like on a daily basis because of the position that I was in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I was in charge of um, running their um, building campaigns and running their dialer for the collections department, okay. like to help them collect people who weren't paying their phone bill. Mm -hmm. And he was very abusive. Mm -hmm. um, he gaslit me a lot. He was one of those gay white men that affect a black woman's mannerisms. Oh, the draining ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then like talk to me like shit every day. And would just make like shitty comments to me and try to like railroad me out of the job. And you know yes. what I mean? Um, yes. They ended up paying me to leave Nextel because they knew like I had the goods. The them. Yeah. So, and that was fine. Um, but I, I would say that that was like, when I look back on that experience, I realized all the things that were happening there. Mm -hmm. are things that we now have the language for right it's and always we, funny when you look back because you just don't think about it like I remember right. I had a discussion with someone I think on one of the one of my older episodes where I was talking about how every time I went to the to the holiday party I I also worked in finance for a number of years and I worked on the you know financial um, investor relations side which is basically financial PR and you know Everybody liked a good cocktail. I like a good cocktail, and, but we really liked our cocktails because I hated my job. So I drank every day with it. that ended in Y and we would go to these functions that cause there was never a function where there wasn't like an alcohol con component because it would be the summer party, then the after party for the summer party. Then it'd be like the all hands meeting, then the after drinks for the all hands meeting. And then it would be like the Christmas party and then it'd be the after party for the Christmas party. So I would go to these things and this one woman who would pay me no attention at any other time in the office, didn't even speak to me, really. Baby, she would get drunk and climb me, literally. <laughs> literally. What? Literally. She literally threw, like did a full body hump 
to me one time in the middle of a bar and it was just like okay get off me bitch and but now i'd be like oh i'm going down to hr i'm a whole hr lady now so i know how huge this all could have been had i because now again i didn't have the language for what was going on right it wasn't it wasn't a man doing it so it was just kind of like ah she's just drunk again guys one year no lie we were all like taking photo booth pictures. Everybody was fucking drunk as usual. Of course, she was drunk as fuck as usual. And baby licked my entire face. Yikes. Yeah. From here to here. Oh, that probably would have been my last motherfucking day because, girl. It just did not even Wait, register. Wait, I'm fire from her ass. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious, bitch? Like it did not even oh register. It didn't even register to duff her and her shit. I was younger. I think older me would have been like, bitch, and just like mushed her to the fucking ground. But you know, back then you, you just didn't think of it. Like it was harassment basically, but you didn't, yeah. you, it had to be like overt, like some dude, you know, saying something wild to you or whatever. That was much more easier to understand and which says a lot about like gender dynamics and all this type of crazy yes. shit. But it didn't occur to me to be like, this bitch is harassing me. I need to go tell the people. You know what I'm saying? And let me get cash the fuck out, out of here. But it never occurred to me. Like it was just a drunk bitch being a drunk bitch, a blanquita, of course. Drunk blanquitas at the party. I would have no room for any of that shit at my big age right now. But when I was younger, ah, we was all drunk. We were all just getting carried away. You know, you, you rationalize the, the type right. of behavior, right? right? Now it's like, that bitch was abused, girl. <laughs> like there were things that I knew that was abuse that I could pinpoint and respond to. But that kind of thing, it just it just didn't register. It was just a, a drunken, wild white woman doing drunk, white, broad shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It didn't even the register. Fuck? I know it did not register. I just thought she was a drunk ass bitch in the slump. And I mean, she was, but it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That again, once you get older and you figure out and you, and now there is language for what the fuck was going on. Right. And like, it just, it just didn't register. I, we just didn't have the language. We didn't, it just was like, all right, bitch, get off me. <laughs> just go back to the party. You know what I'm saying? That would never fly now. <laughs> for no. the record no for the record it would never fly <laughs> she'd have definitely got popped in her jibs no doubt about it Ooh. but any who's that <laughs> girl sitting here like listen i and i you know granted like we're older and and, and our attitudes are a lot different and mm-hmm. you know as we're older and we've kind of like established ourselves we definitely have more to lose if we act a fool somewhere but yeah. it's, it's listen it can go from, like I said about one of these neighbors over here where I live, I can go from being one of the good blacks to one of the ones they have y'all scared of on the news in a I matter mean, that's of right. seconds. So oh, I read about that. It's like, don't do not do it. Yeah, like, I've been waiting for one over here to try it because, you know, I, I live in like a gentrified you <laughs> gentrification nation over here in Bed-Stuy. Right. So I was just waiting for somebody to overstep their boundaries so they could find out what the fuck they need to really be afraid of. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, don't make about the wrong you. shit. Don't let me... Mm-mm. I'm professional, professional and I'm using my air quotes and everything, but baby, I'm a real nigga, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Take this motherfucker wig off and show your ass something. Don't do it. You can find out. You can fuck around and find out if you want to. Right. Just saying. Don't listen, do it to yourself. Listen, you don't want that problem for yourself, breath. Because <laughs> not only, <laughs> not only will I make life hard for you, <laughs> I will make it my new thing in life for you to be right. miserable at my hands. <laughs> right. A forever right. problem. You don't want it <laughs> because I might not be like a champion grudge holder like some people, but I remember and I'll make sure you remember too. Know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Girl. Oh, shit. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the comfortability make white people afraid again because they correct. Okay. They bring that shit back because honey, let me tell you something. Y'all begin beside yourselves and I'm gonna let yes, you know, honey. I'm not the one, the two, the three, the four. Oh, the motherfucking five. I However high right. you can count, I'm not none of them. 
So just overly confident in their nonsense. They they be on Twitter with us thinking they know the language and no friend. They get their little black friend to invite them to that non-existent barbecue. No, babes. Not all, not all blacks. I'll slap your out your hand, bitch. You better stop. (laughs) What cookout? (laughs) It don't exist, beloveds. I just want I want that to die. I want it to die a, a hard mean death just die already <laughs> right <laughs> man oh my god like because i mean some of some of our cousins are just really embarrassing the ancestors on a regular basis with the type of shit they let these people get away with and it's just like you know not all blacks <laughs> correct not you let the motherfuckers call you nigger aren't you like uh, just listen don't don't get your me. friend done up b don't get right, I say your shit me, all the baby. time no me baby no me like you don't know come on like what? no <laughs> listen i'm don't. from la i listen we, we we get down a certain way out here i know so. that's right i am from the south some bronx gang banging. don't fuck with me oh well goons gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> they gonna goon you know what i'm saying I am very much a product of the South Bronx as well as Flatbush. So find out at your peril. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I hope you're listening, white people, because we mean this shit. Uh, we're tired. Okay. We're, we're tired. Right. Take it somewhere else. Go go outside. Right. Go touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> now we've finished the gooning section of the pod. Let me go to the, to the questions. My final question. What is the best job you've ever had? Um, prob- I-, I would say probably The Root. Because um, it was where I built my platform, mm. uh, where I felt the most. When Danielle Belton was our editor-in-chief, and I want to make that clear, that it was under Danielle's tenure. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it was under Danielle's tenure that I was allowed to really blossom. And I really appreciate that for her. She's the one who let me write a sex column. The Root had never done anything like that before. Oh, wow. And that, so that's how like The Root After Dark got started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then following that, um, when I pitched the idea of doing my video series, Auntie Unfiltered, a she fave. was totally behind that. I love it. Um, and just my writing and like, it just... She was an amazing boss. Mm-hmm. Very, she cared about us as a team. Mm-hmm. You know, Danielle, as an EIC, even though we our corporate was white, she did not ever speak to us, the staff, in the white man's English. I know that's right. Like she definitely so no jargon. <laughs> no, she de- and and not just that. When I say that, what I mean is like she wasn't letting them dictate what we did, mm. and that was important. A major key because a lot of really important writing came out of that. And that's, you know, a tribute to putting folk in the room and letting them create their own narrative. That's like the importance of putting people in all parts of a place to really build things out. Because I read some amazing fucking work on there. Like there was, that was my homepage for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And I used to just go in. ain't no more though, is it? Hmm. Show lane. And that's all I'm allowed (laughs) to say legally. So. (laughs) Because once I saw some shit and I started reading some shit, I was like, well, time to go. Correct. And I ain't so that's since. all legally I'm allowed to say, and that's all I'm gonna say. And y'all can read between the lines however you want. Um, <laughs> I'm happy for Danielle. She went on, and now she is the editor in chief of Huff Post. All right, now and she's definitely in her lane, and she's guiding that ship. And I'm I love that for her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and she deserves because this, like, again, she built so many names so many of us built our names at the root That's and now i feel like that was directly because of her mm. well, so yeah that. well that's that on that yeah she yeah. was another writer that i followed like there was like a bunch of writers and they're like newer folks that i added over the years but there was always like a solid stable of writers that i always followed their work you know yeah and she was definitely among them like in the the old school blogging days I yeah black blog. snob yes that was yeah. one of my favorite 
reads. That was like regular, you know, material for me. That was like, oh, I'm, it's like my newspaper. I'm going to have that with my coffee, you know? Right. So I, I love it when people that I've liked and admired for a long time get their things because they deserve because yeah, everybody grinds absolutely. so hard. Black folks, especially in every industry, they grind so hard and eat so much shit to get to the things. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. when you see them get it, it's so gratifying. It's like, I don't even know yeah. you and I'm rooting for you. <laughs> right. I'm rooting for everybody Black. Almost everybody. Except some of y'all. Right? <laughs> Jinx. Because, yeah, some of y'all I am definitely not rooting for. I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not rooting for your, for your downfall. So, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, well, you still here. Why? Right. How do you, why, how? How are people still listening to you? It's like, like wow, you still a thing? Oh, wow. You've been a roach from time. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit. It's true though. Like there's so many folks where it's like, ah. Oh, they're still liking you a thing huh right let me go back to ignoring your fucking ass (laughs) right i have you on mute for a reason yep i have gotten rid of all things that you fart from your lips (laughs) right in all places you do not right i don't want to see you anywhere okay nowhere i get irritated if you accidentally slip through the cracks of my mutes and blocks i'd be be salty as hell i'd be like oh come on man (laughs) right I'm having a good day. Why am I seeing this? I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. Who do I need to talk to? <laughs> I would like to speak to a manager. I was told by Apple Care. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would not see this bitch anywhere. Right. You said I if t- I'm muted. <laughs> and blocked. Like, what the fuck is this? Right. I remember I had to do like a whole fucking kitten caboodle like it was like do i gotta re-block this hole to keep him out my shit like what is this like there was someone who was just chewing my nerves every time i saw something from them and i was just like all right we're gonna mute we're gonna block and i don't want to see no more of that and the broad would just alight herself into my tl every time for like weeks i was like does it take time for the block to work what the fuck is this I don't know what it is. Sometimes I feel like it's broken because when I see someone that I know for sure, I yeah. block, I'm like, what the Why? fuck? But one thing I, uh, so there's some people who maybe the original account we had blocked mm. and they made another account with a similar kind of name. True. Because I've seen that with at least a couple of people. And I was like, oh, okay, they made a new account. That's why I'm like, seeing let it. Let me go on down here. Like, and get rid of this go ahead and block you on this one too. <laughs> Bitch, I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to hear your black ass. I don't want to hear it. Please, please get out of my face. I just want you to get out of my face. (laughs) Right. Get the fuck. (laughs) Well, that was my last question. Yeah, you made it. Hey, this was awesome. I I, this was yes, girl. I I love this. I love you. Oh, yay. Oh, I Um, I can't wait to hear this and be able to share it with you with everyone because this is this was I'm fun. glad I'm so happy I'm glad we one got this together and two that you had a good time that's all I want really that's all you want yes it was awesome <laughs> thank you you're welcome because you know like I'll be talking to like journalists and I'll be like girl <laughs> do not embarrass yourself <laughs> right because like, they do this shit you're a chick you know doing it from your bedroom you know what I mean like right <laughs> they do this shit for like checks and shit you you are here just talking so right it pleases me that you had a good time (laughs) i did i definitely did anywhere where i can come and be my my absolute 100 authentic self i'm always i'm always here for that so awesome that's what i like to hear but that's what we do here at mostly max we talk our shit and let other people come here and talk they shit and talk shit together (laughs) everybody talking shit everybody talking shit So where can the people find you and what are you working on? So um, I'm a, I am the journalista on every social network. Um, I have a website, MoniqueJudge.com. My writing is really everywhere. I link to all my stuff on my website. So you'll always be able to see, you know, the things that I have going on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, 
follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook and get your chuckle on. Cause I like, I like to make people laugh. Like I said, I'm 100% me. I present as my whole self everywhere I go. It's not for everybody. I'm very unfiltered. Some people, you know, I've, I've, I've seen people like unfollow me like, Ooh, shit, she'd be talking about her titties and stuff. And I mean, it's <laughs> I wasn't prepared well they're attached to me so (laughs) like I literally tweeted just before we started I was like look I've been on camera and doing all this shit all day long since eight o'clock my time I was like I have one more work-related thing to do which was this and I was like as soon as I'm done I'm gonna go take the dog outside for a walk I'm gonna come back in here take off this motherfucking wig get this makeup off my face take off this bra put on my Mrs. Roper caftain and honey, <laughs> that's gonna be it. Because that's the reality, that's right. right? How come we can't talk about our titties? You know? I don't get it. I I don't get it. Like what you know, it's an appendage that all people have. So like, well, what's the problem? Most people right. have. Let me not say all people have. Some people right. don't for other reasons. But yes, why not? Like I'm I'm good for a cack. I'm like, oh shit, Bonnie, grab them together. <laughs> get them together. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that post the other day where I quote tweeted the girl who the girl said, ladies, he saw your roles when he met you take your clothes off. And I'm like, bitch, listen, when I take off my bra and unfurl these long ass motherfuckers, because they are long. I have pendulous breasts. OK, <laughs> motherfuckers are having a long ass day. The bra is doing all the motherfucking work. And when I take them out, bitch, they fucking come tumbling out of my bra like two fat drunk bitches and <laughs> rest themselves on my belly button. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Either niggas like it or they don't. I don't even care. You know and what I'm that, saying? So, and I don't think you've met anybody who don't like it. So, I definitely have not. So, ain't despite, nobody. Despite what the people have you think. <laughs> right. The way they be talking on Twitter, girl, listen, I got a super soaker. Ain't nobody hey. turning super soaker. <laughs> because of no rolls or these long ass titties so thirsty when it was all said and done correct (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i hope you keep all of that because oh i'm probably going to so i don't do a lot of editing so (laughs) it'll all stay in that's also what we do here at mostly max and other things it all stays in that's what she's saying (laughs) <laughs> listen and if you all stay in fellas i ain't no punk so well well then <laughs> and we can end it right there <laughs> well thank you so much because i know you stay booked and busy and i love thank that we you. were able to do this i'm so happy this was uh I'm so excited about this. I'm so glad we did it. And as always, you, I always say to most people, and actually mean it, you are welcome to come back anytime. (laughs) Oh, girl, I would love to. So anytime you want somebody, you let me know. I'm down. Well, say less. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. And that was my discussion with the amazing Monique Judge. I hope you guys enjoyed it because you know I did. So now let's get in to these key takeaways. I don't really have a key takeaway this week. I'm tired and it's late, like super late. I should have done this hours ago, but whatever. Um, Yeah, I just, I just. I I just don't have one. <laughs> um, you know, it's cold and it gets dark at four o'clock. You know, I don't have any energy. And I really straight up cannot think of a, a takeaway for you all this week. So let's just skip on down to the ending, huh? Um, keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks because the flu covid and rsv have pulled up to snatch off your eyebrows it's not a game (laughs) every time i get the sniffles i be fucking nervous as fuck up in here okay i had an allergy thing happening all week and i just been like please don't let me get a fever because you know you don't remember that you know 
stuff like regular colds be happening because you know covid takes all the air out of the room literally um and you know i've been out in these i've been out in these streets you know what i'm saying and i'll be going to the on sites with the clients and cats just don't be wearing masks in there i do i stay with a mask on and all of the lysol a good size industrial size can of that bitch when cats come into my office it's a spritzing and i don't give a shit if you hear the spray can after you walk out what i'm not doing is leaving out of there with some covid or anything else at this point so anyway all that bullshit to say is y'all get the good masks keep them shits on decky wash your hands get your purell up babies and spray 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 um it also doesn't help that um my tenant has covid right now <laughs> so yeah it's in my house oh. um yeah we spraying in here we don't play no fucking games we spray the we spray all the shit and you know i got the um the monkey pox joint to spray out spray onto things too so it, it's not a game and i don't think anybody should tr- treat this shit like it's for play play i know it's been going on three motherfucking years of this fucking shit but it's not for the play play but folks are getting sent to them hospitals again and the babies are getting done up with it and people are just ignoring it because they want normalcy like normalcy wasn't killing us anyway guys all of that to say wash your hands wear your mask pull out your 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 wipes and wipe all the shit and um you know take care of yourselves take care of yourselves and take care of others and I'll be back next week.